This is the Virtual Pause Podcast, a time to integrate body, mind, heart, and spirit, which leads to resilience and stability in our everyday chaos. This is your host, Angie Wynn. Here's my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one with whom I am pleased. Upon whom I have put my spirit, he shall bring forth justice to the nations, not crying out, not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street. A a bruised reed he shall not break, and a smoldering wick he shall not quench. Until he establishes justice on the earth, the coastlands will wait for his teaching. So I think about this a lot, about how Jesus brought about justice but brought about justice through presence, through love. Um, I think that there was some advocacy in Jesus's life in terms of challenging the Pharisees, um, the structures of oppression. So there was probably, there was, I mean, when you think about it, verbal advocacy, he got mad a couple times. I think the only time he shouted was when he turned over the tables in the temple. But everything else about Jesus's life was just hanging out and loving and loving and being present. And I think that loving the person as opposed to the construct. Okay, so what do I mean by that? So I think about when and this was in today's liturgy too. So Jesus is reclining at this table with all of these men and Mary comes along and takes this very expensive perfume oil, breaks it, and then starts to like basically anoint Jesus with this balm, with this perfume. Right. And then of course, Judas gets mad and says, that's ridiculous. She should save that. That's expensive. She should sell that and give the money to the poor. And Jesus is like, yeah, whatever, buddy. We know what you're about. But I'm picturing, and you know, I could be wrong, but this is what I picture. I picture like all of these men sitting around and they're talking about most of them, except for Judas, they're all on Jesus's side. They kind of get what he's going for, but they sit around and they talk. And they talk about the way the world should be and who's not doing it right. And, you know, it's this talking about the constructs. And then let me, you know, I'm sure that there was, as we can tell throughout the disciples' lives, there was arrogance around like, oh, well, let me tell you what I know. Like, I got Jesus's number better than you all do. And and I can explain what's going on. And I'm the closest to Jesus. And I'm going to inherit the kingdom first. And blah, 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 blah. Right? So talk about what's right. Right? There's talk about truth and right and wrong. And, you know, this verbal stuff going on. Um, and Mary isn't involved in any of those conversations. Maybe Mary isn't involved in any of those conversations because she isn't allowed to speak. That could be part of it. But 
she could just like go in the corner, but she is showing an act of great love. And by Jesus defending her actions and paying attention to her, he is showing great love, right? And what does that say, I wonder, to these men and to the structures and systems of like, you know what, Judas and your ideas around who's worthy of, you know, the money and all of that, men, I'm sure you're talking about who's going to inherit the kingdom and all those things, but I'm going to be present and I'm going to love, I'm going to receive love and I'm going to give love. And by that simple act could very much speak volumes to the oppressive structures and what's important and all of those things. But he never, I mean, he does say it a little bit. You're, you know, you let her be, let her do what she's doing. Like there, there's always going to be issues for you all to talk about. There's always going to be constructs for you all to figure out, but just love, be present. And so I was thinking this morning about how, first of all, how quiet Jesus can be and how subtle and how so many of his miracles that we talk about were an act of presence, right? Being interrupted. That's what always blows my mind because I get so fixated on my agenda. Jesus was constantly interrupted, you know, going going up to the mountain to pray, oh, I got to stop because there's people here that want to talk to me, that want to um, hang out with me, that need to hear. This is what I came for, right? To preach and to love and to heal. Um, There's not enough food. These people are hungry. Send them home. No, Jesus says, let's feed them. So there's this presence and love that Jesus has in the very ordinary tasks of life that speak volumes beyond some of his preaching and some and and constructs and discussions and all of that and and I think that you know we're we're human okay so let's be clear on that and I continue to struggle every day with loving well I just do so I don't have this figured out but I do understand or I see a glimpse of it like of what we're called to do and we've gotten in this place in our world where we know so much we're so right um we know the right solutions we know how to do this and I've been working in the space of community development for I don't know 15 17 years or so now and um We don't have it figured it out, right? I remember being on a committee back in 2005. It was an end hunger. We were gonna end hunger by 2020 while our homeless population in Orlando is worse than it's ever been. So we don't know how to do this. Nobody is an expert. People who thought they were experts, we have found that it's proven not to be true. Like we don't know. Um, but we can be present. We can love, we can be patient and listen and be generous 
with our time and with our hearts. We can seek reconciliation even when reconciliation may not happen, right? We can try and and give the olive branch, whatever that phrase is. We can be patient. We can be quiet. We can love and be present over yelling in the streets. And sometimes yelling in the streets is what we're called to do, but not at the expense of being present, right? Not at the expense of loving those around us well. Um, and I say this a lot, you know, what I, I used to be extremely preoccupied with advocacy, um, with change, with structural change, with community development work. And often I think that those nearest to me really got the short end of the stick because they weren't necessarily a part of my agenda and which hurts to even say, but it's true because my calling was more important. Advocacy was more important. I was Judas in that scenario. I'm going to talk about this and it's more important than loving and receiving love. Um, so now that I know that and I know my tendencies and I think I've come a long way, but I know if I get too busy and I get too involved in, in pursuing justice, and I begin to neglect those closest to me, then I, then it's not right. I've gotten out of the tent and I've been imbalanced because without that connection to God, without that connection to, or open-handedness and presence, then I can't love well. Without the values, the fruits of the spirit, then nothing changes. Right? We just perpetuate the cycles of despair that, and shame and hopelessness that we're in. So I think in this holy week, let's, um, let's try to be present in love. Love with our pursue justice, with our patience, with our presence, and with our love. And... We do that by shaking all the stuff out of ourselves, right? Which is why we start with our body so we can be whole and present. If we can't be present, if we're locked up. So let's open our, our spines and our muscles and our bodies up. So sitting up tall, bring your arms up over your head, inhaling, stretching up high. Exhaling, bringing your hands down to heart center. Inhale, bring your arms up. This time, clasp your hands above your head. Really stretch out your hands and your fingers. Bring your hands down to heart center as you exhale. We're going to move every little tiny part of our body right now. So starting with your toes, if you're standing, then stand on one foot and hold on to something so you don't fall. If you're sitting... We're lying down. Just move your ankles and your toes. Move your feet around one direction and the other. 
flexing and pointing, extending your legs, making them straight and flexing every muscle in your body. As you inhale, as you exhale, just let it out, shaking it out. Inhale, really flex your muscles, making them strong. Exhale, let it go, shaking them out. And then move your hips around. If you're standing, you can kind of do hip circles. If you're sitting, you can do hip circles too. Kind of moving your hips around. Clenching your muscles, all those muscles down there. And releasing them and letting them go. Clenching them and then releasing them and letting them go. And then your spine, let's move it to the side. So bringing your arms up over your head, inhale. And then as you exhale, just go to one side. Inhale, make yourself tall. Exhale, go to the other side. Inhale, tall. Exhale, one side. Inhale, tall. Exhale, the other. Bring your arms down, sticking out your chest and your chin. Bring your arms out to the side. And then hugging yourself, rounding your back. Inhale, open up wide. Exhale, rounding your back, dropping your head. And then let's move our shoulders, however you want to move your shoulders and your arms, moving your wrists and your fingertips, feeling your body begin to open up, begin to be less constricted, and then moving your neck, looking over your shoulder, holding it on one side as you breathe. Come back to neutral, holding it to the other side. Come back to neutral. Move your head around, move your jaw open, close your mouth. Squish your face up and your eyes and then release, squish and release. Ah. <sighs> And just sit up tall and close your eyes and see if there's any part of your body that needs to be moved a little bit more. And as we are sitting tall, we're going to quiet our minds by releasing. So... <clears throat> Take a breath in. And as you exhale out, just release what is preoccupying your mind. Let it go. Inhale on your next exhalation, release worry. Inhale, as you exhale, release the past. Inhale, 
Inhale. Exhale, release the future. Release parts of you that are disconnected. Exhale and release parts of you that are striving and trying too hard. Inhale and accept acceptance of you. Inhale and receive love of all of you. Inhale and receive new life. Inhale and receive new breath. And then as we're sitting here, think of something that you care deeply about. Something that is broken in the world, that is unjust. Something that stirs you. And think about your actions towards this thing. Where's the advocacy? Where's your action? Or not even action, where are your thoughts? Imagine yourself reclining as the disciples did, talking about this thing that is a burden to you, that is unjust in the world. And then imagine instead lying down at Jesus's feet breaking the perfume and releasing perfume over his feet, compassionately and tenderly in your own way, loving him to prepare him for the sacrifice of all sacrifices of his crucifixion. Imagine speaking no words, but just tenderly loving. Think of that passion that you're fighting for in your life. How can you be compassionate and tender towards the people involved in it. 
How can your presence be valuable over your screaming, over your thinking? What small, ordinary act of presence can you provide this particular scenario, this cause? Can you let go of your need? Can you let go of your need to be right? to have all of the knowledge, to be the expert, to be perceived as someone who is going to make changes in the world? Can you let go of maybe hiding so that you can stay safe and secure? Presence creates the need for great vulnerability. Can you let go of what keeps you from being vulnerable? Love can never really grow if it makes comfort zone a home. There will be times when love requires you to shed old skin and embody something new. You can recreate your love as many times as you need. Love can only exist where vulnerability exists. Love can only exist where honesty exists. Love can only exist where judgment doesn't exist. What word or phrase jumps out at you as I read this? Love can never really grow if it makes comfort zone a home. There will be times when love requires you to shed old skin and embody something new. You can recreate your love as many times as you need. Love can only exist where vulnerability exists. Love can only exist where honesty exists. Love can only exist where judgment doesn't exist. What do you feel like your soul is saying to you as I read this, as you connect with God, with the Holy Spirit? Love can never really grow if it makes comfort zone a home. There will be times when love requires you to shed old skin and embody something new. You can recreate your love as many times as you need. Love can only exist where vulnerability exists. Love can only exist where honesty exists. Love can only exist where judgment doesn't exist. Last time I read it, what is your prayer or your response? Love can never really grow if it makes comfort zone a home. 
There will be times when love requires you to shed old skin and embody something new. You can recreate your love as many times as you need. Love can only exist where vulnerability exists. Love can only exist where honesty exists. Love can only exist where judgment doesn't exist. Each of us was designed with great love. So let us shed our old skin today and walk out in the world and pursue justice through our presence. Thank you so much for joining today's virtual pause podcast. I hope that you can experience some stability in the midst of chaos.